Hi, this is Chad. As a product person, I expect you love shaping the direction of a product, especially when it's one that provides you value. That's why I'm inviting you to be a founding member of a brand new product I'm launching, the Product Mastery Now community. I'm only telling listeners of the podcast about this, and I really want you to consider being a part of the community, one of the founding members. Too many of us have really little interaction with other product professionals in your own organization and other companies and other industries as well. We need to be developing our professional network and learning with and from product managers and leaders. If you neglect your learning, you're jeopardizing your ability to move towards product mastery and not getting better at the thing we care most about, which is developing products customers love. Instead, become a founding member of the community. Not only will you influence its direction while getting value from the community, you'll join for the lowest price that will ever be offered. Applications to join the community will be closing soon as the community is launching soon. I'd like for you to get the benefits of being a founding member. Learn more about the community and how to apply at productmasterynow.com slash community. One more time, that's productmasterynow.com slash community. If you're not part of a professional community now, check it out, please. Now, today, we're talking about this journey towards product mastery. While everyone's journey is a little different, I created a roadmap to cover the major stages. I first created the Product Mastery Roadmap in 2013, so it's nearly a decade old now, and I updated it this year to reflect some changes in my experience and knowledge as I've encountered hundreds, if not thousands, of product professionals since 2013. I expect you'll find it to be helpful as I talk through the four main stages of the roadmap so that you can make better use of the resources you have to help you get to the next stage, as well as to help those around you that you can mentor and encourage that might be at a previous stage. Now, if you want a detailed written summary of this discussion, instead of those normal show notes and that one-page action guide, if you've listened before, we usually prepare those things for you. This time, I'm going to point you directly to the roadmap. You can download the Product Mastery Roadmap at productmasterynow.com slash roadmap. It would be helpful to see what I'm describing, so take a moment to download it if you can. It's productmasterynow.com slash roadmap. Okay, let's get started. I constructed the roadmap around four stages, going from what I call the average product managers to product mastery, and four stages above that. You can think of this as a pyramid. If you have my download, there's a light bulb in the middle of this pyramid because that represents innovation, ideas, get it, light bulb. But at the base of this pyramid is average product managers. And that's just kind of a given. As you have some experience under your belt, two or three years, you know, I consider this kind of where we are my, as average product managers. Now, it turns out some people will stay there and never progress. But hopefully through some experience and maybe some specific actions, we have all progressed a little bit faster than, than some others. Some will stay average. It's interesting to me, one study found that 98% of product professionals have not pursued any kind of professional training to refine their skills. So maybe there's more people sitting down there at average than we might like to see. But that bodes well for us that actually care about growing in our ability to serve our customers better and create value for them, growing towards product mastery. So the four stages here above average, first one I call competent. We become more competent in the work that we do. And then we move on to being confident. So having that confidence that we need really there to influence others. And then on to expert at the expert levels when we're transitioning into being responsible for others more, right? Taking more of a leadership role. And then the master level. And this is really moving towards having not just more influence in the organization, but really redesigning the organization. 
I'm gonna talk through each four of these levels again, but that's competent at the bottom, right above average. So we are growing in our ability to comprehend this, this art, this science of product mastery, being competent, then becoming confident, influencing those around us, becoming expert, starting to lead and leading others, and then actual master, moving towards kind of re-architecting the organization. And along with this roadmap, I use a metric, and this, this is the percent of products that fail. And you have probably heard all kinds of percentages for the numbers of products that fail out in the wild, right, out among companies. The number typically given is higher than it actually should be. I was recently at a conference where a speaker said 95% of all products fail. And that, of course, is based on a quote that has been attributed to Clayton Christensen. But later, when asked about it, Clay said that actually was not a direct quote. And it was based on the number of new SKUs of consumer goods, like coming into grocery stores every month, and the number that are taken off the shelves each month as well. And just think about this in your context, right? How many of the products that your organization is working on make it into the market and fail to actually achieve the objectives that was set out? However, the number is actually higher than any of us want it to be. So in the most credible research that I've seen around this, which was actually conducted in one of the studies by the Product Development and Management Association, PDMA, they found that of all the sources that could be looked at that have looked into this issue, it's on the order of about 60% of products fail. So across industries, different areas, which is a pretty high number, right? So 60%. So three out of five products being launched are failing to meet commercial objectives. But as we move up this pyramid, we actually do see this number decrease. So we see more successes as we become more competent as the first stage and then confident and et cetera. So as we're moving towards product mastery. So learning the skills actually does matter. We see that in the research of making a difference to the number of right project products, I'll say, the number of products that are successful in the marketplace being produced by organizations. So more products that customers love more often is kind of the goal here and the objective of this product roadmap. So now we'll be moving from in general, changes by organization, of course, but in general, getting more right products developed more often as we move up these stages from competent, confident, expert, and mastery. Let's start with the bottom here. So the uh, just above average product managers, the first stage of work is being competent. And for each one of these levels, I identify a key issue and also a solution. And at this level, we've done some work as a product manager, maybe two, three years minimum, some of us much more, and we're probably feeling kind of overwhelmed, right? We're showing up to work. There's usually a lot more things that happen at work that seem to be outside of our control. Those things that are inside of our control, we might actually have some trouble knowing where to focus, right? What needs our attention right now? What needs it today? This is that feeling of being overwhelmed. And we need to become competent and start having an idea of what do I need to focus on now of all the work that could be done for the stage of the product life cycle that I'm in at the moment, whether that's at the very beginning, you know, where did the idea or insight come from? Maybe we're validating that. Maybe we've already validated it, created a business case that's appropriate for our organization, and it's now in development, and we're helping the development team shape this. Maybe we're getting ready for launch, developing the go-to-market strategy, or we're after that, right? Wherever we are right now in that product life cycle, there's specific work that needs our attention. 
And just recognizing that will help us know what to focus on right now and what doesn't need our attention yet. There's always so many fires it seems like to put out on any given day. We really need to understand where to focus our attention so we're not feeling overwhelmed. And I call this stage moving from being capable, right? We're certainly, if you're an average product manager, you're certainly capable to actually comprehending having a better understanding of why the work you do is making a difference, and maybe not just following that process that you learned, but understanding the the core principles that are underlining the process. One of the tools I use to help the, the stage, I call it building your base. Somehow you have to put together these building blocks that fit together to help us know what to focus on right now. This was a big eye opener for me, and this did not happen in my career until I was 10 years into it. I was leading software projects and working with customers all the time and really enjoying that work, but I had never come across this thing even called you know, product management as a core discipline, later finding out that it's, we can put the roots back to 1930 and that there's been a purposeful body of knowledge built around this since the 70s. So there's actually a lot of depth here that we can go into that we can put our you know, hands on and our eyes on and learn from. So we need to build this base to move towards being competent and understanding the why behind some of the what's that we're doing in our work all the time. I created a tool to make that easier for myself and for others as well. I just call it the IDEA framework. And I wanted a simple acronym to help me remember the key things that go together with this. So IDEA stands for Ideate, Develop, Evolve, and Accelerate. And it's just those activities that lead us kind of through that product life cycle, right? In the beginning, we're ideating, we're we're coming up with that idea, the insight, we're discovering some latent unmet needs our customers have. Somewhere that we originate an understanding of a problem customers are actually having that we think we could add some value to by creating some sort of a product. And whenever I use the word product, think tangible or intangible, right? This can be a physical product or it can be an intangible service. Obviously, it depends on the setting that you're working in and what you're developing. But I is for ideate, really getting your hands around that initial insight, understanding of the problem, and on through validating a potential solution and creating a business case around that. And that leads us then into, in most organizations, committing more dollars towards development, Maybe we started with 10 potential projects and we've narrowed down to the one that we're going to take into development. We've validated a potential solution, big enough problem to work on, something customers care about, right? We did the work to go from those maybe 10 initial ideas to the one we're going to carry forward. We'll take that into a development cycle with a engineering development team, manufacturing team, whatever makes sense for the kind of product and get that ready as something that we could launch, So the D is for develop and all the work that goes into planning and executing on a project to end up with what we could put into customers' hands, either as a physical or intangible sort of product. And then the E is for evolve. So idea, I-D-E. E is for evolve. And this is what we do to really get ready to make the product available to customers. We launch the product, or sometimes organizations say we commercialize the product, but we make the product available for our customers so they can get their hands on it. So this is the go-to market planning that takes place. And then as soon as we launch it, we're hoping that product grows, right? So we're going to introduce it possibly to our early adopters 
and then do the work that we need to, which is much more detailed for even a few podcast episodes, right, to the so-called crossing the chasm to get other related markets and interested, related groups of users interested in our product, if it's a brand new category, at least that we're entering. But we move through this cycle of introducing the product to customers, growing that market to see customers using it. And then at some point, we kind of start maturing. We're, we're moving towards saturation, probably getting as many customers as we are going to get in that market. And then maybe we can do some clever things like look for adjacent markets to capture new customers with very little changes in the actual product, maybe just messaging even, or even repurpose the product in another way that causes our existing customers to want to buy a lot more of it. A good classic example is Arm Hammer baking soda, right? So a product that was used in baking cakes that is now used to also help deodorize your refrigerator. We might find a way that we can kind of repurpose the product or find other markets that are interested in the product. And this all takes place in the E for evolve. And we're evolving the product through the marketplace and trying to optimize its performance. And then Accelerate is a collection of anything that would help us improve our work in any one of these areas or across these areas. So we accelerate activities so we can do a better job ideating, developing, and evolving. And I won't go into the details there. But to help us, you know, this first stage of your journey on this roadmap to becoming competent is more than just, frankly, experience. I had 10 years of experience that was pretty good, and I was pretty good at what I was doing but I didn't have building blocks yet. And I was stuck at times knowing what to do, but not really backing up and understanding the underlying principles and why we were doing that. So the idea framework, got my hands around that. There's other frameworks as well. This is one I really created for myself and I've shared it with, with others along the way to help me have a, a mechanism for putting things in place and keeping track of information that we need. So we know what to do at different times and why we're doing that. Let me take a quick break from the roadmap and ask you a question. Are you in a community with other product professionals? If not, you may just be limiting your potential. Now is the time to change that. After talking with hundreds of product managers about their journey and how they grew in their careers, their roadmap, so to speak, three elements stood out. That's using frameworks and tools, having some structured learning that they went to, and as well as having peer learning. Now, to bring all three levers together and also follow this Product Mastery Roadmap I've been sharing, the Product Mastery Now community is opening for the first time. Not only is it opening soon, applications will be closing in just about three weeks from the time this episode came out. That's November 28th. So you don't have a lot of time if you want to apply. The community is going to help you accelerate your journey towards Product Mastery. You listen to this podcast because you find value in it, and the community is going to only amplify that, hopefully many times over. Further, joining during the Founders launch as a founding member guarantees you the lowest price that the community will ever be available for. You'll get training in frameworks and tools, specifically that idea framework that I talked about earlier, live Q&A with podcast guests, advice from other community members, and much more. Learn more about it and apply to be a member at productmasterynow.com slash community. One more time, that's productmasterynow.com slash community. Remember, applications close, and it's a firm close, November 28th. So check it out if you're interested. Now, let's talk about the roadmap some more. The next level up I call confident. And now we're, we're moving from what I might say is being involved in the work to influencing others as well. 
we are having more of a role in helping others see problems that the customer is having and influencing them about new projects that we could take on as an organization and how we can create more value for the customers. The key thing here is growing that influence. And what we can feel at this stage is frustration, right? We've been successful doing product work, and now we kind of want a bigger role. We want to have more influence in the organization, and we want to impact product strategy. And as product people, we see this bigger picture. Typically, as product people, we have a better view of the organization than most other roles, right? Because we're already working cross-functionally, and we're seeing development, and we're seeing marketing, we're seeing sales, we're seeing the manufacturing part, we're, we're seeing rollout to customers. We see a lot of the pieces, and we have some great ideas, but we might be feeling frustrated by not being able to actually impact product strategy. Now, there are lots of ways around this and, you know, to, to kind of work through these issues, but we do fundamentally have to build our influence. And I came at this just through experience, and I've talked to many others about how they did this as well. And somehow we have to become more confident as we were before, but in a way that we can convey to others as well. So that certainly means experience matters here. Speaking up matters here. Framing what we're sharing in terms of a story that is engaging to others, that captures their curiosity matters here. But one thing I found really helpful is earning professional credibility. And you might say, I don't, I don't need a, a professional, some kind of professional certificate or something like that, right? I don't need certification in what I'm doing. And you absolutely don't. You, you would be right. But here's what me and many others have found by seeking some kind of professional certification, professional credibility. It not only gives us you know, that, that document to talk about, and yeah, the document's not a big deal, okay? We, we got a certificate, great. But it does give us a pretty good story, and if it's a credible certificate, it gives us a, a credible story, too, about what was involved in earning that. So I just talked recently about a professional organization. This is the organization that I have followed for many years. It's the one I stumbled across that helped me put together the building blocks, you know, that base level, to understand why we do the things that we do, and so much more. And that's called PDMA, the Product Development and Management Association. And they have a professional certification. And there's some other organizations that do as well. You can certainly look into other choices. But I found earning that professional certification boosted my confidence. Earning it was not simple. It was not trivial. You, you have to understand a rather significantly large body of knowledge and how to apply that. And it's an independent professional certification, right? It's not going to, to a class that we could go to for two or three days and we get a certificate for attending. No, there's more credibility behind this. So it does give you a really good story to tell about, I'm committed to this work as a product manager, as a product leader, as a product professional. And so much so that I really wanted to explore deeply a well-researched and defensible body of knowledge. And I did that through, you know, in my case, I did that through PDMA. And I can describe what that body of knowledge is like and how, the, how they arrived at this body of knowledge. And they're still the curators of a body of knowledge and what was involved in earning that certification. And at this stage of growing my influence with others, a lot of what happens is internal, right? It's as I've talked with others who've gone down this path, yes, we've had these great aha moments just by studying the body of knowledge and then, you know, feeling good about ourselves because we could pass the exam, which is not trivial. And we have a story to tell others, but there's something that happens internally as well that does increase your confidence. And as you increase your confidence, 
frankly, you increase your influence with others around you as well. So this isn't one single thing to do here, but increasing our influence is pretty key if we are frustrated about not having the impact on product strategy that we want, we need to find ways to influence those around us. And becoming more confident is pretty important. My solution, one of them, is to earn professional credibility, earn professional recognition to help you with that. Okay, so so far we've had going from average product manager to competent, right? We're, we're starting to understand the why behind things. And then moving into being confident, overcoming that frustration of not having the influence that you want in the organization and over product strategy. So now the next level up is expert. And here the, the real issue is we're starting to feel constrained because we're running into bigger problems as we're going from doing the individual work, which tends to be more focused on our customer and creating value for them to being responsible for other product managers and helping them understand the practice of product management and innovation and what it means to put those things together. And also creating value for the organization, the organization itself. Before, at these other levels of the roadmap, we focus more on the value for the customer. And now this is becoming a transition to obviously we have to create value for the customer or we're not going to have a competitive organization. But we also have to be very conscious of how we're creating value for the organization. So the organization used to exist and be sustainable to do good work for the customers, the employees, the communities that we serve and the like. So here's where we run into specific issues that need our attention and need it rather quickly. And this is where I made the most significant update to the product mastery roadmap from how I developed it initially, you know, 10, almost 10 years ago now. Today, the way that myself and others are addressing this need to respond to problems like right now that needs attention and think about a solution such as I need to have a concise response to our CEO to explain what we're working on now and why what we're working on now and product is related to an organizational objective. The level of conversations are changing as you reach this expert level. So at this level, we really need to become an expert and becoming an expert so that we can work at the, you know, at the senior management level, senior leadership level and influence them as well as lead the people that we are responsible for as we create value for customers and value for the organization. We need faster answers at this point. We have a lot of experience, but we're running into some new problems and we need faster answers at this point. And I've changed to focusing on a, a peer learning community for this stage as the solution. Because a lot of people are already doing this. Moving towards having those professionals around you that likely are not actually in your organization. You may have a mentor in your organization that would be really helpful. But to have a mentor that can help you through some of these issues or just others that are in similar roles that you can ask, you know, have you ran into this problem before? And what was your response to that? You know, I, I need some help in this situation. You know, I'm preparing for something pretty quickly and I need some help in this situation. And a peer learning community is really helpful. A community where you can learn from others who have similar experience. And at the same time, perhaps learn from people a little more advanced than you in their experience, as well as help to contribute to those that have less experience and maybe aren't at that expert level yet. The advantages of activating a peer learning community are pretty powerful a place where you can get help and also be helpful to others. So that's what happens at the expert level. The solution for when you do feel constrained and you quickly need to figure something out, a peer learning community can help you through that and give you some really valuable insights 
and also help you grow your professional network, which becomes really valuable as your career progresses as well. And then what I put at the top level of my roadmap, at the, my pyramid here, is called driven. This isn't so much an issue, it's an opportunity. And it's in specific recognition of the uniqueness we have as product professionals. A lot of product people, a product manager, a product leader, as their responsibilities grow, they often don't stay in a specific product role. They will move into an executive position. Right? Steve Jobs is probably one of the classic examples of starting as a product person and becoming you know, rather quickly the CEO of, of Apple and then on to Next Computers and then back to Apple. Someone who had deep insights into product and a product perspective, but because of that work, had a better understanding of the organization as a whole. It's hard for any of us to compare ourselves with Steve Jobs. I'm not trying to make that comparison at all. But the work that we do is very cross-functional. And stop and think about it for a moment. If you talk with people in other roles, you talk to a sales professional, you talk to a person in software development or in engineering or in manufacturing, you talk to a finance person, even in marketing, they tend to have their silo of work that they stay in, that they work with. As a product person, we tend to have insights into all those different areas. We're not experts by any means, but we have an appreciation for the work that needs to get done. And consequently, we have a better appreciation for the organization than a lot of the senior leaders have. I want to encourage us that a path here is if you want this responsibility as a senior leader of the organization, even the CEO, that that's very much within your grasp as a product professional by working you know, up through this roadmap that I've described, right? As your experience grows in the organization, you know, becoming competent and then confident, growing that influence, and then expert leading others and getting the solutions quickly that you, as you need them as you're leading others and influencing the organization even more. Now to driven. And as the top of the pyramid, I call this, you know, really becoming a master. This is the roadmap to product mastery, and this is the master level. This is the opportunity to recognize that you can move from designing and influencing, developing products for customers to thinking about the organization as your product. You know, transforming the organization for the outcomes that you think it needs, right? Making it a better place to work for people, serving the customer's in a unique, more competitively differentiated way, creating more value for everyone involved, being more responsive to all the stakeholders. This is a way that you can now design the organization as you might work on a product. And this is certainly not for everyone, but I want us to recognize that as product people (laughs) that have been creating value for customers, certainly you now have a basis to do that for the organization as well and treating the organization as a product. That's at the top of my, my roadmap here, top of my pyramid. I mean that master, and I think of this as kind of moving from the art of product work to architecting the organization. And I lean on a dear friend who actually was my dissertation chair when I did my PhD work, one of the best strategists I know who has studied this problem deeply and helped lots of organizations actually transform to higher performance. That's Dr. John Latham, and he has wonderful resources available for those interested in really designing the organization, transforming the organization at drjohnlatham.com. Again, this is not a level for everyone. 
most of us are not going to move into that sort of role. But as product people, we have this wonderful organizational experience that others simply don't. And if you like the idea of designing not just products, but designing the organization, or maybe you want to go off and design a new organization, right? You're ready to strike out on your own and you want to do a startup or a bootstrap business, wonderful resources to check out. So again, drjohnlatham.com to learn how to transform or design the organization yourself. And one of the takeaways from thinking through this product roadmap is recognizing we really do have real influence as product people. We are highly leveraged resources in an organization. We should think of ourselves that way, right? The decisions we make influence so many others and can make the difference between a product being more successful or not so much successful or even flopping. And our influence is real. And we can act on that too in really powerful ways that are personally rewarding and help the rest of the organization as well. And just understanding kind of the levels that we might work through and the issues that we run into, you know, feeling overwhelmed, what do I focus on now, frustrated, I wish I had more input and product strategy, I'm starting to lead people and I'm running into new problems that I haven't seen before, and I need quick, fast solutions, you know, what do I do about that? And this idea of moving from being good at product work to being good at organizational work is pretty appealing too. Right? Recognizing that we can move through those stages and grow in our ability to influence others and being highly leveraged, that's just part of the rewarding aspect of, of product work. We have so many opportunities with how we can craft our career. So I encourage you to get the roadmap if you haven't. You'll find that at productmasterynow.com roadmap. And you'll see this pictorial that I talked through and also all all the description, detailed description of each of the stages there towards product mastery, as well as some other useful resources for you. Also, before I end this episode, I do want to remind you that you have the opportunity to be a founding member of the Product Mastery Now community. It has opened and it will help you accelerate your journey towards product mastery. It puts the product mastery roadmap that I just shared with you into action. The community is for product managers, leaders, and innovators who enjoy the challenge of creating value for their customers and want to learn with others who share that same commitment. Please check it out. Apply to be a member at productmasterynow.com slash community. One more time, that's productmasterynow.com slash community. On the day this episode was published, the community applications close in about three weeks. That's on November 28th, 2022. And we won't accept any applications after that. The community is going to launch on December 1st. And so this is a fixed amount of time. I don't expect to open the community for at least six months after we open it the first time. So you won't have an opportunity to join later for quite some time. If you're at all interested in checking it out, please go to productmasterynow.com community. You can learn more about it, see if it's a good fit for you and apply to be a member. As always, everyone, keep innovating.